0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Slam up Wrestling, myself, Supreet, And this is your NXT review for... What's the date, Spandan? What's the date, Spandan? Fourth May. Fourth May in US,
1: fifth for us.
0: So, I'm joined by Spandan here, the current WFE champion. What's up, Spandan?
1: I am fine, Supreet. How are you?
0: I'm doing good, man. Uh, so, before we talk about this week's NXT... I wanted to get your general thoughts about NXT. You know, going to Tuesdays is is does okay. NXT feel different to you uh, now that they are for a diff on a different night, not going head to head with AEW. Okay,
1: so uh, NXT going to Tuesdays gives us more entertainment, I say, because for Indians, for Indians we get Tuesdays raw, Wednesday we get uh, NXT, and then Thursday we get AEW. So it's spreading out and plus NXT moving to Tuesdays gives them better scope of entertaining the AEW audience as well if they like to watch NXT and in that sense, they have a new logo. They feel different. I like the show generally now. So in that sense, yes, I think NXT benefited moving to Tuesdays.
0: So what do you think about this week's NXT then?
1: This week's NXT was entertaining and I like the fact that they're randomly putting women in the main event and not making a big scene out of it, which makes it feel normal and is equalizing the talent. I like the fact that Triple H and William Regal and the production, they're putting in women in the main event without making a big scene out of it. I like that fact.
0: So let's go through the card here. We had Isaiah Scott versus Leon Ruff. Uh, We had the return of Finn Balor. Uh, We had the Grizzled Young Veterans. So these guys faced Maso Champa mm-hmm. and Timothy Thatcher, and like you said, in the main event we had a little uh, women's tag team match: uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon defending the titles against the way Candice LeRae and India Hartwell and so much more. But before that, if you are new to this channel, then make sure to like, share, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Uh, so check out uh, our AW Dynamite review and the main roster talk. Everything you need is in the description below. So let's start from the top man. We had Isaiah first Scott versus Leon Ruff. So this was, you know, a mini feud between these two guys. Uh, I think Leon yes. Ruff scored two victories over Scott, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, was this a false card anywhere?
1: Yeah, it was.
0: So, uh, so about the match, the match was okay, good. Uh, we had Isaiah Swore Scott winning uh, thanks to one of his mm-hmm. uh, members from Miss entourage. And uh, we later learned that these guys are the same people, you know, that have been appearing in his video packages that you have seen for the past few weeks. So Scott wins here. Uh, so thoughts on this match and this small mini feud that is going on in NXT. Okay. So not
1: disrespecting Leon Ruff here, but... I think he would make a great superstar in 205 Live. Just be the size of that man or something. But I think he would be a very good superstar for the Cruiserweight division. Speaking about the match itself, I think it had great spots. Fast pace. So, they didn't stop and do a lot of botches. I didn't see a lot of botches there. So, it was a quick pace match. I like that fact. The favorite spot for me, without using a lot of uh, tools and stuff, was the vertical suplex that Scott gave Leon Ruff. They gave a tremendous height to that suplex. So, I like that one. So, Scott, in the sense, if you think about it, Suprit, it seems like a heel Kofi Kingston. I don't know why, but when I see Scott fight, I instantly think of Kofi Kingston if he was a heel. So, I think Scott will make a good superstar in the future. If this match, I would rate it a good 3.75 or something. I like the match.
0: Like you said, if you want me to criticize Leon Ruff, so I didn't mm. get why you know if you want to see the match how the match ended, so they quote unquote you know protected Leon Ruff. So, my question yeah. is, is Leon Ruff that much of an asset to NXT? Like, why? Okay, so the guy,
1: a big guy called AJ Francis, I noted his name. AJ Francis was the guy who attacked, uh, you know, Leon Ruff. So, I think Leon Ruff, the fact that they gave him the North American championship, I thought that it was the push that he uh, needed and he deserved. After all the work and all of that, they gave him the North American title for a reason. So, I think they wanted to push him and they want to push him now as well. So, maybe that could be the reason they're protecting him. But I think they did a really good job of uh, making Scott the big man here and, pushing him the right way and proving that he's a big guy in this, not uh, in the sense of size, but in the sense of status in NXT, he's a big contender in the future.
0: I think the only reason they gave uh, the North American championship to Leon Ruff was for the shock factor, nothing much. Yeah. Like there was no story. Like the in- that- there was no story. Like this guy was yeah. dropping out to Karen Cross one week. And he wins the North American Championship really didn't make any sense. He he
1: was on the uh, Raw episodes as well. He was on Raw and SmackDown jogging to Sheamus and Aleister Black on the PC era. The, the time they were in the Performance Center. Plus, uh, at that time, Damian Priest was kind of on his exit from NXT. So, the, uh, during that time, perhaps they needed someone to just fill that spot for a couple of weeks. And maybe they used Raff for that spot.
0: Let's see, man. So, they are, I think uh, they are not about to end this feud with Leon Ruff and uh, Isaiah Scott. And Isaiah Scott yeah. is getting, uh, I think, a new faction, with is Antaraj. Hmm. So, this uh,
1: big guy called AJ Francis and the couple of people that we saw when they were celebrating their win, so they could be forming the next faction because obviously recently we uh, NXT lost the biggest faction, Undisputed Era. They're reforming the Imperium slowly. So probably they're building another
0: faction. Let's see. Let's see where this goes. Uh, let's get to Johnny Gargano and yeah. Austin Theory. So mm. these guys, you know, we're heading to William Regal's office. I uh, think Gargano is mad that his uh, mm. that Bronson Raid is getting that title shot, the North American title shot. So they get yeah. to the office. Uh, there was Scarlett over there. So he's, ba- uh, he's uh, arguing with Regal, he's bad mouthing Scarlett. Austin Theory, Austin Theory, he's m- impressed with Scarlett's big nails. That's nails. it. Fun, <laughs> fun, fun segment here, and we'll get to the entire cross and NXT championship deal. So, But before that, we have yeah. Cameron Grimes versus uh, mm. who's this guy? Azure Hill. Azure Hill. So, Asher Hale is a new guy, I think. Yeah. So, nothing much here, a three-minute match, uh, Cameron Grimes with uh, wins with the cave win. nothing much. Uh, I, I think Asher Hale, you know, could be, you know, something in that Cruiserweight division. Yeah, because superstars
1: on NXT, the issue is if you job on Raw and SmackDown, there's a bigger audience watching you and you're kind of in a small way buried. But in NXT, even the superstars who lose, they are kind of being pushed to the higher level. Maybe you lose, maybe you get Leon Ruff. Biggest example. He was. You said he was jogging to cross one week, and the next week he's wearing the North American title. So they use uh, superstars in proper ways. So I think HNL could do good because he handled himself very well against Grimes.
0: So speaking about Graham, so this guy, you know, had a big post match celebration. He went to a club somewhere. So, he tries to get inside this club, but is stopped by a bouncer, I guess. So, the reason was that this club, this entire club, was bought by the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, they are still continuing this Cameron Grimes, Ted DiBiase uh, stuff. Uh, what do you think about this uh, two mingling with each other?
1: It's actually good, you know. Uh, instead of single-handedly using Grimes as the person who loves money, loves spending on uh, expensive things. It's a good uh, way to you know include Million Dollar Man because obviously he's doing the same thing from the past. So, including him in the story also gives time to a legend, which means Cameron Grimes is important. If Million Dollar Man is in a segment with him, proves that he's important for the company. So, in that way, I think it's a good way to use him.
0: It. Technically, he's the best thing going on in NXT right now.
1: I could agree, but I think that there are separate things that could be called as the best one.
0: Let's see, man. Uh, we had Zaya Lee and... Uh, who's this? Sorry, it's not Zaya Lee. I was talking about Casey Karanzaro. Casey Karanzaro and Karen Carter. So they had a little interview segment. So they talk about... Uh, they are they are done with Zaya Lee and Tia Shah and said they want to go after the NXT Women's Tag Team titles. So, and a little small interruption by Frankie Monet. Uh, she talks some trash and just leaves. And that's the thing going on with Frankie Monet. She interrupts mm-hmm. literally every big star in the women's division, uh, talks some trash, and just leaves. Like they are really holding up on this big debut of her.
1: They're probably, you know, uh, if you could compare it to Fandango in 2013, uh, you know the way they kept. Uh, postponing his debut. Each week, uh, it would be like he's facing our truth but he wouldn't. Next week, Bo Dallas, but he wouldn't. Finally, he debuts and beats freaking Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. So, that way, I think they're holding her for the NXT Women's Championship in the future. They're going ahead with the uh, Mercedes Martinez's and all these superstars. And probably around SummerSlam uh, season, they'll bring in Frankie Monet.
0: But I love the way they're using her. And they also build up, you know, uh, Io Shirai's farewell match, I guess.
1: Yeah. They could use her in that as well. Io Shirai now losing the NXT Women's Championship. So, bringing her to the main roster, big, big move. Because main roster women's division, obviously, we have a lot of talking points there that they do not deliver as much as they should. So, Io Shirai, I think, is going to be a good move.
0: And uh, speaking about the Women's Division, uh what do you think about this diamond mine video packages that i we have been getting for the last two weeks
1: i don't know man let's see what happens with this because it was related to the women's division
0: so the uh, everybody speculating that this is uh, where we, we could be getting the uh, the debut of tessa blanchard
1: okay so bas- basically on the women's division why I don't think it could be Tessa Blanchard is recently they have brought in Frankie Monet, which is of course Tyra Valkyrie. So, now bringing such a big star with such a big name in the other uh, scenes. So, I don't think they could bring in another one because that removes the spotlight of Frankie Monet. So, I could see someone else debuting, but I don't see Tessa
0: Blanchard here. I think they want, uh, co- I think they want quantity over quality because For the last year or so, check out the women's division, man. I think they have signed every free agent out there. So, why leave Tessa Blanchard then?
1: Mm. In that sense, it could be true that you're saying quantity over quality because the NXT women's division is obviously very good. But from the past, I've noticed they've repeated matches a lot. So, in that sense, you could be right that they could be bringing in Tessa Bachelor.
0: Let's see, let's see, because Tessa Blanchard going to WWE is uh, the most, uh, you know, likely option here. Yeah. Uh, let's get to uh, Grizzly Young veterans versus Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. So, we mm. know, we had the veterans, so these guys were disappointed that Ciampa and uh, Thatcher told the fans to get their shoes out. Uh, mm. Nothing much here, It's a solid match between these two teams, so at the end we had Thatcher, hitting James Drake with Wade Barrett's shoe and locks in armbar Mm. for the win and that's basically it. So it looks like, you know, they are destined to build Champa and Thatcher for those uh, tag team championships.
1: Yeah, uh, in this sense, actually, uh, the match between these guys, I would name it as a proper hardcore 80s wrestling match. You know, the way Timothy Thatcher and these guys wrestle, if you look at the attire of Timothy Thatcher, He's a proper old-school wrestler. Seems like that. And superstars in the, uh, you know, main roster. I would take Cesaro for the example. Those uppercuts and those forearms and all that. He's a modernized version. So, this match, Brazilian veterans, I love that team. For this very fact that their wrestling style is very old-school. And they've lost a lot, actually. The major, major matches. Dusty Classic Finals and the title matches. They've lost a lot. But still... They are a major team, which proves that uh, they have something in them.
0: But do you feel that this team is losing too much right now?
1: The Brazilian veterans? Yep. Uh, I don't think so, because as a heel team, uh, just as I said, even after losing all these teams, I feel the team is important as a viewer, as a fan, which means they have maintained the character, which means even after losing, we feel that the team is important as... If you see, GYV is the major heel team in the faction, in the NXC, sorry. In the NXC, if you see, they are the main heel team. And if you build them with maybe losses, maybe they lose, 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 and finally win the titles, that would be a good story. But I don't think they are losing a lot, and I don't think they are weak right now.
0: But let's see, man. These guys do deserve, you know, their due to get those tags. Actually, early. True. Um and how about uh, Timothy Thatcher and Thomas Chanba? Do you think uh, NXT puts the tag titles on them?
1: Okay, they could they could put the tag titles on them actually. MSK are a great team. Not about that, but how randomly they brought Thatcher into the tag team, oh, sorry uh, Champa into the tag team division. He just lost to Walter. There should be some story just for a few weeks moving in, but they randomly took him out of the UK title picture and put him in the tag division. So in that sense, it's okay. But as a team, they're really, really good. So if they go into the tag title picture and win the titles, I will not see it as a problem at all.
0: I feel, you know, this was done by design. You talked about Champa being randomly put in this tag team. I think this was done by design because, you know, his end goal is to become NXT champion, get his redemption story. But absolutely. as of now, it's, it feels like... Uh, it's not right to put him in that spot right now. So, and H uh, mm-hmm. thought, why not uh, put him in a random tag team with Timothy uh, Thatcher?
1: Yeah. In that way, it could be true that the NXT Championship and North American Championship picture is really full right now. So, in that sense, they are using him in a good way. That also gives Thatcher a, a job too as a tag team. That's a good way to use him.
0: So speaking about the NXT championship, we are Cross Cross coming out. So this guy said he's not afraid of anyone and he's wanting new challengers. So here comes Kyle O'Reilly with this awful new theme song. So speaking about uh, before we head uh, forward with this segment, I want to get your thoughts on this cool Kyle O'Reilly gimmick right now.
1: I think it's uh, obvious to everyone that it's a jab at AEW. So, uh, it's probably Orange Cassidy's look and degraded at it. So, Kyle O'Reilly being... They called him Cool Kyle. They called him Cool Kyle during the commentary today. So, based on that look, I think it's a jab at AEW, but let's see what happens because now that he's taken down Adam Cole in that sense, so he's cooled down now that my major opponent is gone, I can chill out a bit.
0: So, uh... Uh, we had Kyle O'Reilly coming out. He's talked some trash. Uh, then here comes Pete Dunn saying that he deserves a title shot. And then finally, Pete Dunn, uh, sorry, Finn Balor comes in, says he has beaten both Pete Dunn and Kyle O'Reilly. So he goes face-to-face with uh, Cross. So we had a big brawl. Um, and what happened? We Then we had uh, Gargano and Austin Theory coming out and beating up Cross. So that was your base entire segment here. So... Do you think uh, either Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly, or Pete Dunne are you know, credible enough to take the title of Cross?
1: Okay. So, personally, I'm a big fan of all these big stars coming out when there's a champion like Karrion Cross. So, all these big stars of NXT, single stars. And the way they build Karrion Cross, he's getting beat down by three single superstars, then uh, Gargano and theory. He still tries to come out, and he's not even falling down to a knee. And then finally, they hit the three or four super kicks and take him down. They've built a very strong champion individually. When I look at Balor, Dunn, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly, I don't think either of these three are credible challenges. May the way they've built Carrion Cross. Do you imagine either of these three taking the title off him? They need a big and big means size big. I mean, a guy who's actually big enough as Cross. To take the title off him out of these three, I don't see any of them.
0: If uh, if Tommaso Ciampa Champa was free, then I would have taken him to take the title of uh, Cross.
1: Good choice, actually. Thomas Champa is a great superstar. Perhaps the one guy who I think matches to Carryon Cross in that aspect, the heel aspect, the strength aspect. I think he matches. And uh, uh, the other three, I think Champa is better than these. three.
0: But who do you think Spandan should take the title of Cross uh, and when?
1: Uh, The when aspect, I think he should hold it for a long time because the first title reign had to be his big moment. He won it at a big pay-per-view. I think it was NXT 30 or something. So, he won the title there. So, it was his big moment, but unfortunately, he got injured. So, now that he's won the title, I think they want him to have a long title reign. And after that, probably we have some form of an Ironman match or something. It goes into the deep waters. And maybe at that time, Kyle O'Reilly or someone like Finn Balor can take him down.
0: But how about you know if we want to fantasy book? Let's get back uh, Keith Lee. Let's get, let's get back Keith Lee and he could have his revenge, you know, because Karen Cross was the one to take the title of Keith Lee. So this was this would be fitting for uh, uh, Keith Lee to get the title from Cross and be NXT champion again.
1: For a guy like Keith Lee, I think he's so good. And in the size matter, you can imagine Keith Lee taking the title off him. These guys, not discrediting uh, Kylo Riley and all these guys, but they look like small guys in front of Caring Cross. Keith Lee is a big guy. But speaking of the other aspect, I don't see a lot of chances of him coming back to NXT because his main roster push was about to come. He, I think, got Corona, which is why they gave the title to Riddle, the United States title. So I think his push is coming in the main roster. He won't be coming to NXT.
0: So, what else did we have, man? I think we had Saray versus the one who beat. We had Saray, so Saray versus Zedar Amir. So, I yeah. think Saray one year with the exploder. And uh, what do you think about Saray so far, man? I think, I believe, I'm going to give you my point of view. I think she's mm. a fan, uh, really good wrestler. But, you know, there is that Joshi stigma. Because most uh, fans don't like Joshi wrestling. But I mm. I really want to see how they you know make her stand out because Kairi's, Kairi Kairi stood out, Asuka stood mm. out, doubt. Mm. Yuvashira y- when she came you know had that uh, typical Joshi gimmick, but when she turned went into the dark side she became yet a, just another level of superstar. So do you believe Sare should go through that same transformation? You know, and uh, the thing that I noticed I watched
1: Sare's debut and now today's match. In today's match, what I noticed is she has really educated feet, the strikes. And we uh, we have known Japanese wrestlers to be good at striking, be it Nakamura, Asuka or Shirai. So, Sarai was a great superstar based on feet, the kicks, the strikes. And in that sense, I think she's a really good talent. Now that we've seen Asuka grow so much, we've seen Io Shirai follow the same path, the Japanese Women's Champion path. I could see Serie as the NXT Women's Champion in the future and I think she's really good in the ring.
0: But what do you think about her character? Does does that need a change?
1: It could need a change, man, but it's been two or three weeks. It's been only two or three weeks that she's come. Maybe a character change in the future like Io Shirai or like Asuka, I think, hasn't had a big uh, character change. She just went from face to heel. It wasn't a really character change type. So, she does need a character change maybe in the future. But again, I hope she doesn't get a uh, become a victim of the, uh, you know, lack of promo skills. She's Japanese. She has a lack of promo skills. I hope she doesn't become a victim of that.
0: No, she will become a victim when Vince gets her hands on. True. Uh, But speaking about victim man. uh, So after this whole thing, you know, we had a little backstage segment involving these two women. So here comes Mm -hmm. uh, Tony Storm to attack either one of them. And right on cue comes Zoe Starks. She's she's another one that she's a good wrestler, but uh, she also needs some definition, a character. uh, About Zoe Starks, what do you think about her? I think she has been getting a a bigger, bigger push compared to other uh, new female talent that NXT has signed. What do you think about it?
1: Yeah, when you, uh, you know, at Stand and Deliver, the night one kickoff, when you meet someone like Tony Storm, who's an accomplished wrestler, in the sense that she's done a lot around the world, that means you've done something big. In that sense, plus on screen, when you put uh, superstars like Zoe Stark, superstars like Zeda Ramirez, or no- normal superstars with Frankie Monet, with Raquel Gonzalez, if you put them on the screen with these superstars, it gives them more importance, gives them more TV time, Plus, it means that they are getting a push in the future. In that sense, Zoe Stark, I think, is getting a push, beating Tony Storm at the pay per view in the kickoff show. Plus, in the future, there are a lot of contenders now that we see for the NXT women's title.
0: So, and I think, you know, see that they are trying to continue uh, this whole thing with Tony Storm. I think she has been losing and losing and losing. And the way they are doing it as a fan here, sitting here, I think, you know, Tony storm is the baby face here. There's no way okay. there's no way I'm booing someone like Tony storm. Like, like she has certain charisma and I, and we, we as fans know how good she is. Stoy stocks yeah. on the other end. will know, uh, in return will get bored because how she's getting pushed, you know, mm. you know, uh, so
1: that it takes a lot of, uh, you know, courage and bravery from the production to make us fans believe in the face character. Because Tony Storm is accomplished. We love her as a fan. And now you bring in someone like Zoe Stark and you make her the face, make Tony Storm the heel. Why would someone like us, like Zoe Stark? Tony Storm, oh, she's so good in the ring. She's accomplished. She's the bigger wrestler. We like her. So it's difficult for them also to make us like the face character. But I like this about NXT that even the smallest of feuds, Look at this view. Tony Storm and Zoe Stark were in the kickoff show of Stand and Deliver, not even on the main show. And they're building this rivalry as well to the future. So I like that about the next
0: Let's see, man. Let's see man, where this goes because there's going to be, when mm. Yoshirai leaves, then Tony Storm will ride, will be right, be right there to take that, take that spot. Yes. Yeah. So uh, let's get to, uh, I think it was L.A. Night if I'm not wrong. This guy faced uh, yeah. Tony Atlas. No, no, no. Jake it's Jake Atlas. Atlas. Yikes. Both are the same <laughs> name. So, we had uh, LA Net cutting a pre-match promo just burying J- uh, Jake Atlas here, uh, saying that he's going to kick him so hard that he'll have to find an Atlas. So, something like that. So, we had you know, a s- small match here. Uh, I think LA Knight won with his uh, headlock driver mm. something like that. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on LA Knight, man. Like, Normally, when you know, when there's a new uh, person, a new big signee in NXT, they normally get a strong push, a big push, but in Mm -hmm. LA Knight's case, he has, I think, taken two or three losses and I think they kind of cooled him down, cooled him down. So what do you think about LA Knight's uh, booking so far? So it's also not possible to bring in so
1: many superstars and give them the big push. In that sense, I think they're booking him well, giving him these random wins against superstars who are a bit accomplished, like Jake Atlas. They're not rookies and uh, jobbers. They are NXT originals. So, giving giving him the wins against these guys, it's okay right now. Maybe he's getting the push in the future. But now that we see the, uh, you know, Johnny Gargano, the North American champion, cross, they're mixing up. Both these major champions are mixing up. So, you don't have scope for more superstars to enter the scenario. You have three challengers in Dunn, Kylo Riley, and Ballard. You have the North American champion and the NXT champion mixing together. So I don't see scope for superstars like LA Knight entering the picture right now. After all of this ends, maybe Cross beats one of the challengers. Gargano is the champion at the same time. Then LA Knight enters the picture into against Gargano, probably, or Cross.
0: You also have to consider Bronson Reid. If he wins the North American championship, then you can put LA Knight and Bronson Reed for the uh, uh, North American title again? That feels better because as
1: you see, the major two champions, Gargano and Cross, both are heels. And right now, LA Knight is also a heel. So, if you want him to go against a face character, you probably need Bronson Reed to win the title. But, again, I don't see Gargano losing the North American title very soon. So, in that sense, I think Bronson Reed could be hanging around a bit. Maybe they could a LA Knight and Bronson Reed rivalry without a title. That could push him well. You don't need a
0: title to get a push. A rivalry could do. Let's see, man. Let's see. Uh, We also had, you know, I think a face-to-face kind of interview with Raquel Gonzalez and Mercedes Martinez. I believe the NXT Women's Championship match is next week, right? Yeah. So, So we had uh, these two women, you know, uh, taking shots at each other, saying, uh, Raquel Gonzalez saying that uh, Mercedes is a veteran, but in, in just one year, she reached uh, Raquel, she reached the top of NXT, became the champion. Nice back and forth year. It didn't feel scripted, felt a little genuine, you know. And we love genuine promos, uh, not scripted promos like we see on the main roster. I'm talking to you, Rhea, please. Yeah. Really. <laughs> so, so what do you think about the segment, start, man? You...
1: Yeah. So WrestleMania night one, when they had the weather delay, they had random promos. And they were so good. Rollins, Owens, they rocked the mic and they didn't even have a script. In that sense, it's good. And plus these backstage promos makes it feel more important. They have green screen, they're sitting there. And Mercedes Martinez, as she says, she has a 20-year journey. And she tried to win the title from Io Shirai with Tony Storm in the picture as well. But I think she's a you know random challenger right now. She's a go-through challenger. Uh, Gonzalez is going to beat uh, Mercedes Martinez and not Losing the right to the
0: world, and uh, I talked about earlier, you know how uh, Cameron Grimes is a, you know, the best part of NXT. I would also say mm. the storyline going on with you know uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez mm. is also somewhat intriguing.
1: It's interesting because now when you see all these big stars, Tony Storm, you see Frankie Munet, none of them are actually sort of entering the title picture. They're just randomly speaking to Raquel, maybe dissing her in some lines, but they're not entering the picture. You could probably see a, a turn here. The Dakota Kai becomes the heel because they have already built Raquel as a face character, I see. When they when she beat Io Shirai, she was all tears and she was smiling and all that. Heels don't do that. So, she's a face character right now. I could see Dakota turning on her, but again, I hate to say this, but I think she's also a go-through challenger. She won't win the title. I
0: think... They will take the title of uh Raquel sooner. And I think I don't think she's getting a long okay. And
1: why do you think so?
0: I don't know. I think if you think about it, uh, I think she was not destined to win the title this soon because I didn't expect her, you know, to take the title of Yushura at stand and deliver. But now that they have given her the title right, and mm. if she's going through Dakota Kai, then I think she's dropping to Dakota.
1: So, you you probably see a lot of challenges here. Is that why? Because Raquel Gonzalez has won the title now. And even I didn't expect it. When Stand and Deliver was announced, I wasn't finding any proper name to put my hand that, okay, this is going to be the challenger for Yoshirai. And they say that Raquel Gonzalez is going to be the one. I said, right now, they were the attack ta- uh, team with Dakota Kai. They just lost the titles on the inaugural night of the titles. And now she's put into the main uh, title picture. So, in that sense, you might be true. But Dakota beating Raquel Gonzalez clean without any help because they don't have any other people around them. It's going to be one-on-one face-to-face. In that sense, I don't see a reason of giving Dakota Kyle the title now.
0: Sure, she doesn't have to beat her clean. No, she could use cheap tactics.
1: In that way, it could be true. And uh, Raquel Gonzalez getting a long reign. It could be that she won't because you have Karen Cross, who's obviously not losing the title soon. You have Johnny Gargano, who's having a normal reign right now. In that sense, you already have a champion who's going to have a long reign. So, in that sense, yeah. Um.
0: Uh, what else did we have? Am I missing something here? Before we get to the main event.
1: No, we have the main event now.
0: Oh, so it was for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. We had the way Indy Hartwell and. Candice LeRae. So they were facing Shorty Blackheart and Ember Moon. But before that, you know, uh, they showed us a clip of uh, the way. So they were in the locker room. We could see Dexter Loomis creeping from, you know, the door. I think he had some flowers for Indy. But Candice noticed this and uh, didn't allow, you know, uh, Indy to uh, watch the load. Yes. So what do you think about this whole Dexter Loomis Indy hardware situation?
1: You know, we always see WWE's love for romantic storylines. Be, be it Lashley and Lana and Rusev in 2019 or any of these current storylines. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt, they were a love story for some time. So, uh, WWE loves these things, but I didn't expect Triple H to go the Vince route and go for romantic storylines. So, uh, Dexter Lumis is a villainous character, a scary character. So, going with Indy Hartwell, I don't see what this is leading to. Probably Gargano versus Loomis for the title or something. But I don't know where this is leading. I normally like it. I don't feel that this is a major thing. But it could be leading to a title match in the future.
0: But do you think it is hurting the Dexter Loomis character?
1: I don't actually. Because Dexter Loomis is a villainous character as I said. So, during these times you need something or the other to change the character probably right now if you look at him even giving the flowers and stuff you still know he's a heel you're not looking at him as a face character so that is already in the mind plus doing different things like this out of the box things i like this fact.
0: and i believe you know they i think they are slowly taking up the taking him off of uh, this nxt north american title picture because they have placed this guy with, you know, Bronson Reed. I think he's destined to win the championship this time. So I think Dexter Lumis will be taking a back seat, and his main focus is just Indy Hartwell.
1: Yeah, they could be doing that because Bronson Reed now is getting probably a second chance at the title. He lost at stand and deliver, but the match was really good. So in that sense, Bronson Reed could be getting the title this time. But as Dexter Lumis is linked with Indy Hartwell, who's with Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano's her husband and all of that. So they're then keeping him silently in the title picture, but not fully uh, uh, telling us that uh, he's going to face Gargano.
0: So um, uh, we also had a segment involving Ember Moon and Shorty Blackheart. So I think uh, Frankie Monet's dog just puked in their tank. So that was it. Yeah. So no tank here tonight. Uh by the way even Shorty Blackheart's new theme sucks.
1: Yeah, they're building random themes on uh, you know NHC. W needs to know if people like Roman Reigns' theme song doesn't mean they like everything because that guy was destined to have a new theme song since SummerSlam. We knew he was getting a theme when we didn't know. But I think they should stop putting random theme songs here and there because When you notice NXT, you don't listen to the actual theme songs. I don't know why, but when it's WWE, I listen to when it's going to be Edge. I know it's going to be on this day and Roman Reigns and all of that. But NXT theme songs are just random sounds. I feel so. If you're changing the theme song, it doesn't mean a lot of things.
0: You know, Def Rebel is uh, really good at making theme songs. You know, I like Johnny Johnny Gargano's theme song. You know, we had Hmm. Seth Rollins and Bailey's new themes. Those were good. But as of hmm. now, since 2021 came around, they are just doing generic teams. Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, none of
1: those two guys had a good team. They came in into that big match, the unsanctioned match, and they should have some theme. Maybe you leave Adam Cole with the undisputed other theme. The Roman links also had the Shield theme song. It's think, not a problem.
0: I, I think this is a situation with the, this a whole CFO. I think they are not hmm. allowed to do theme songs. I yeah, think, Sorry, that's not why allowed to, theme song got to it. They, they are not allowed to play these theme songs anymore now that they have gone. Something like that.
1: And, and in that sense, where do you see Roderick Strong going? Because he resigned from NXT. It was very uh, clear that they said, you're welcome at NXT. He's resigned from NXT. Where do you see him going?
0: You know, uh, now that you said that, I wouldn't have been shocked, you know, uh, so when they did this angle two two weeks later, we had the big quote unquote, you know, budget cuts. I wouldn't have been shocked if mm. he and his wife uh, were released. Mm. But back to your point, uh, obviously, this is a storyline now. I think they mm. will bring him back on TV uh, with uh, his Ma- Marina Shafir as a manager. And I think he's going straight after Kyle O'Reilly first.
1: Okay, but he resigned from NXC. In that sense, do, don't you see him going to the main roster?
0: No, that's instant death, man. That's instant death. You don't go want to go where Bruce Prichard and Vince McMahon uh, are working.
1: And in that sense, you are true. But resigning in NXC, but William Deagle respectfully said, you're always welcome. So, he might come back and have a good story. And now it's main event time, man. Let's do it.
0: So okay, uh, uh, now that you mentioned Rod I will say if he uh, he can go after Caro Riley first, and uh, uh, if he loses or uh, falls under the card, you can always put him in the Cruiserweight Championship picture.
1: Yeah, he could lose a bit of weight. I don't think he's under two uh, two
0: or five. Uh, he could make that range. They could yeah, he can. They're, they're small guys actually. <laughs> So let's uh, quickly get to the main event, man. For the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, uh, this was a was this a street fight or a false count? Anyway, it
1: was it was a street fight.
0: So I think uh, we had uh, the way Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae becoming the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. It was obvious to happen because they lost their previous match, so it was uh, fitting to you know win the titles this time. And by the way, the match was okay. You know, Shorty C Blackheart was doing crazy spots left and right. I think she did a sent on from the, you know, on the ladder on Candice Larry and she dove mm. off the structure and did a crossbody on Indy Hartwell. So new tag team champions, uh, what you think about this match?
1: So match base, they had great spots and uh, I have to uh, praise Indy Hartwell here because she's really sloppy in the ring generally. But she carried herself really well in this match. And she also did a a reverse one-turn from the middle row onto, I think, Ember Moon through a table. So that spot was really good. Breaking ladders, breaking the announcement table, it was all good. And as a fan, I'm I'm always excited to see title changes on a show. On random shows, this is a weekly show. This is not even a big show. But I love to see normal title changes. This wasn't shocking. I uh, think you're right because it was expected. They lost at the pay-per-view. In that sense, I love the match, I love the title change, and I think the way is going for big future.
0: Uh, And what do you think about this whole situation with the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship in general uh, when they were introduced? Did did we really need a NXT uh, Tag Team title for the women's over in NXT?
1: I think they did. They strongly needed it. Because as you see, there are a lot of women in NXT, in the entire roster. Not teams, but individually, there are a lot of superstars. And Triple H probably doesn't want them to be wasted like they are on the main roster. There are so many superstars who are not even used on the main roster. And in that sense, NXT wanted to use all these women. As I said, Tony Storm and Zoe Star. Small rivalry, they're still continuing. Frankie Mune not yet fought in a ring, but she's there in promos and vignettes. So, in that sense, they're using them well and the titles were really needed on NXT.
0: Um, but doesn't it devalue the uh, main roster tag team title because the original plan was you know to defend these uh, titles on all three brands, which didn't happen. Hmm.
1: They were defending on NXT a bit less, a lot less than the main roster. And I have uh, you know questioned a lot of decisions lately. At WrestleMania, Natalia and Tamina, they were getting a massive uh, roar from the crowd in Tampa. Because obviously, it was the Samoan influence in Florida and all that stuff. Tamina was getting a really good, you know, uh, pop from the crowd. And they still give the titles to Naya and Shayna. They have random title matches on Raw with Naomi and Lana. They keep losing. I don't see. And you could have given uh, Raquel and Dakota a longer reign. But they probably wanted Raquel to be the NXC Women's Champion. So in that sense, it's been a bit of a confusing booking. But I think the NXT, uh, talking about the devaluing thing. On the main roster titles, the women's tag team titles don't mean anything right now. People just don't want to watch that story. But on SmackDown, they're slowly building Natalia and Tamina to take the titles. So if they take the titles, I hope that uh, in the future, the titles become relevant.
0: Anyways, man, uh, what, uh, so what? who do you think is going next? I think they are placing Kaden Carton and uh, uh, Casey or to go after the tag titles.
1: They could in that way, but I think Ember Moon and Shogun black could be getting a rematch. So in the following weeks, next week they have a packed card. They have a really good card. The NXT Women's Championship is on the line. Then they have the Cruiserweight title on the line in a trip. Uh, two out of three falls match. Uh, you know, so they have Kushida and uh,
0: who's Santos this guy? Escobar.
1: Yeah, Santos Escobar going in a two out of three falls match. So that's going to be a good match. But I don't see anyone else except yeah Casey
0: Cartanzaro and Kaden Carter could be going for the titles. And yeah you did a good job you know reminding me about the whole Cruiserweight championship situation. you know they were also part of there the show. A short you, promo. Yeah, with uh, Legado del Fantasma. So I think uh, all, all three three guys wanted you know championships uh, you know I think uh, who are the teams? Uh, Mendoza and Wild. So they, these guys want MSK mm-hmm. for the tag titles and uh, Escobar, you know, wants the Cruiserweight Championship and Kushida himself, you know, opened the challenge, uh, gave, gave challenge Escobar for a title match and we are getting two out of three falls now. And I think that's mm-hmm. his farewell, you know, from the Cruiserweight division. I think they are slowly uh, sending Escobar for the, you know, bigger and better things uh, as a, as you could say.
1: Yeah, because Escobar had that short, uh, one-week feud with Karrion Cross. When Cross didn't win the NXT title, they had that match. They had that small, short feud. So they could be putting him in the main uh, title picture. But I am finding this difficult because they're putting a, a lot of people there. They're putting so many people in the main title picture. You need credible contenders for the crossover title as well. If uh, Santos Escobar was a great. He was undisputed crossover champion. And it, I think, in my opinion, it wasn't a good way to take the title off him. He's had his major, biggest win of his career. So, give him a small little, uh, you know, time with the title. Then take it off him. So, if you talk about Escobar moving to the main title picture, I wouldn't want that.
0: And I, think, and I, I think it's uh, due now. Let's put him… I think we can do something with the North American title picture. Or just in a float around the cruiserweight division and other stuff,
1: yeah. In that sense, Santos Escobar against Gargano, you talk about these matches, these feel like dream matches. If he goes after the North American title, then it feels fine. I won't push him to the NXT title
0: picture. And Kushida could do you know wonders with the cruiserweight championship,
1: absolutely. He was doing some good stuff without a title. In these matches with uh, you know Pete Dunn and Finn Balor and all these superstars, he was doing good matches. And now that he's got the title, he feels like a credible superstar on NXT and I feel he's got a good future.
0: And uh, did you notice in this segment, so Legado del Fantasma are, he is right, but these guys are mm. over with that NXT crowd.
1: Mm. Because uh, these major wins that they've got. Uh, maybe that performance that Legado, uh, Del Fantasma gave in uh, Stand and Deliver, they gave a great uh, performance at that uh, triple threat match. Escobar giving that phenomenal performance against Jordan Devlin, winning the title and doing all that stuff. They're over with the NXT crowd, but again, they are NXT graduates. Uh, are, uh, the superstars who are standing outside in the crowd. So that's okay. Maybe they're building them as spaces. I don't know.
0: And it also has to do with MSK. These guys are getting bored as baby faces.
1: Yeah, I don't know what happened because MSK was built as this beautiful, you know, childish face team. And randomly they are being this heelish team who are using these tactics to win and all of that. So probably this is a, a character change in both the teams. And moving into the future, maybe one of these factions, uh, not only the one faction, Legadu, the Fantasma would be getting
0: all the titles I think the crowd turned on them just basically because they were getting uh, over pushed because in a month the crowd is you know the crowd is NXT people but there is certain hatred towards the team if you think about it because these guys you know got over pushed just in a month they won the dusty classics and uh, the month after they won the tag titles because they could have done that, but I get that, but let's see.
1: Because there is a lot of uh, you know comments on this. That when a single superstar or a team debuts, don't give them the title instantly. I say why not? Because if you debut so many superstars, if you keep all of them for the future, that will not give them the title right now, maybe 6 months, 8 months, then who will win the title at this time? You had someone like a riddle coming to the main roster. They hired him for a certain time. Now he's getting the major push that he deserves. If you're on screen with Randy Orton, that means you're important. So in that sense, I don't think MSK winning the title was a problem. But yeah, the crowd's reason for hating them could be that they got a really early push.
0: So that was NXT, man.
1: It was a good show?
0: Uh, I would say decent show. And they have... How I would think, you rate ten I think generally I would be rating every NXT show seven out of ten
1: okay seven out of ten would be good just for the main event because I like the main event I would rate it a seven point
0: five so they I think they have built a similar show for next week with all these championship matches.
1: Yeah, they have the NXT women's title, they have the Cruiserweight title, and probably I see a triple threat incoming, a triple threat or a fatal four-way with Kylo Riley, Dunn, Balor, and Gargano with the winner going to cross.
0: So, who do you think gets that title shot, Kylo Riley?
1: I don't know, man, because we've seen these superstars, we've seen similar scenarios that a person, a face character loses the title, he goes into a multi-man number one contenders match, and... The former champion wins. So I have a gut feeling that Banner is going to win this match, but they could be pushing Kyle O'Reilly after that major win over Adam Cole.
0: Let's see, man. Let's see. And before we leave, where can these guys find you?
1: Okay. So as Suprit does Slam Up Wrestling, I also have a YouTube channel and a talk show. It's called Gharbethe BC. You can check it out. And you could also check out Wrestle Fanon because I'm the freaking world champion. <laughs> so you could find me there.
0: You can find Slam of Wrestling on Twitter at Slam of Instagram at Slam Up Wrestling. You can catch the audio version of this review on Anchor and Spotify as well. And this was the NXT review. And see you guys next time.